Hey, Kevin Draves here with the Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Every, I mean, we own so many picks in the lottery, it's unheard of. 
we're going to have, it looks like, five lottery picks, one of which is the number one overall pick. So we have a bunch of picks in this, in this draft. Obviously, that was how we got this team set up is uh, some lottery picks. But if you make the right trades, you can really set yourself up for the future. Not only is that true in 2K20, that is true in, uh, obviously, in the real NBA as well. Speaking of the real NBA, uh, a few things to keep in mind here. So the NBA, obviously, is talking now about using the Orlando site as their prime base of operations for their bubble plan. So that's going to be interesting to see how that ends up working out. One thing about the bubble plan, you know, you kind of hear mixed bag. People are saying, are, are people going to be able to contract it? Uh, what happens if a, one person does contract it? Are we going to cancel the season at that point? The only way they're going to go ahead with it is if someone does get it, they are going to be willing to continue with the season. My argument is going to be this. If you do it properly, then there's actually really no chance that anyone's going to get it. If we're talking players are going to quarantine before and then they're going to get tested before they actually get in to the bubble itself, once everyone's in there, if you know that nobody in the bubble has it, how exactly is anyone going to contract it? I'm assuming at this point, if you're going into um, a Disney facility of any type, I'm assuming that place has been sanitized upwards and downwards. And if you, given that what we know about the NBA and how they've already gotten uh, testing availability from a few different companies, whether that's regular tests, whether that's the antibody tests people have talked about to see if you have it or have you, I should say, if you have had it before, uh, those are all the things that they're taking uh, advantage of and they're going to use. And to me, I think there's very little risk. Because I have, I have seen some people on Twitter talking about how under no circumstances should the NBA go forward. I'm going to have to disagree there. I do think if they do it the way that they've talked about, then there's really very little risk. And that's what I want to see. And as an NBA fan, I want to see that. But, of course, uh, first and foremost, the health of the players is priority. And so based on the way they're claiming they're going to do it, uh, I do think that the safety of the players has been put first. There's also an interesting story that I've been going around uh, Bleacher Report, what they decided to do was grab a snippet from two months ago, I believe is my understanding, from our guy uh, Joe Ingles and talk about how he was going to you know, go play in Australia rather than go back to the NBA. That is false. And he himself has come out and said, this is not a recent, I did not say this now that they have a plan in place. Uh, he had said this two months earlier, and he had said this during the time when we weren't really sure what was going to happen with the NBA. So it's really unfortunate, Bleacher Report, that they were they're putting that out there. Again, it's Bleacher Report, and, and they're just one of many news places that have done stuff like this. Uh, so it's not too surprising. But good news is uh, Joe Ingles is planning on playing in the season. Uh, I know what that had done is that had kind of spiraled into other players. And people had said, oh, I wonder how many other players are going to say this. Honestly, I don't think there's many. Uh, I don't think there's many that are actually going to take that stance. Time will tell. Uh, but to me... I, I'm just not that worried about it. But we'll see what ends up happening. The one thing of this, I don't normally agree with this person, but Stephen A. Smith, he's on record saying NBA shouldn't bring back teams with no chance at the playoffs. I'm going to say I completely agree with this. Number one, if the goal is to make this as safe as possible, having less people there is, of course, going to be the best way to do that. And there's a lot of teams. If you're on a, if you're on a, play, or a playoff team, I get wanting to be there. If you're on a fringe playoff team, I get wanting to go to, for a few games. You know, they have the regional uh, the regional games that have to be met, and that's why they're going to bring back all the teams. But if really, first and foremost, we were taking health as the priority, uh, really there's no reason why you should be having teams that aren't playing really for much of anything uh, coming back. Now, as a Wolves fan, 
I, of course, have a little bit of a bias because right now we have the best chance at the number one pick. So obviously I don't want to come back. Uh, and I, want, I don't want to jeopardize that because, you know, I think our team, we'd be fully healthy, all things considered. We, at least we should be. So you're talking, you know, D'Angelo Russell, you're talking Towns, and you're talking the rest of the guys that, we've, that we got in those trades haven't really been able to play together much, uh, if at all, actually. I think Towns played one game with the new group, and that was the game that we absolutely destroyed the Clippers. And then you had D'Angelo Russell, who played a few games, uh, but you really haven't had the full, uh, you know, stacked team together and so that could be interesting to see of course I want to see that but I think they'd be pretty good and so you're talking about maybe getting some extra wins maybe you're not going to have the top chance at that number one pick and here's the deal why do the Wolves need the best chances at the number one pick because they've never moved up never once not one time have they ever moved up so keep that in mind uh, as we're going forward we don't actually know when the real draft lottery is going to be obviously we just did one of the fictitious ones on here uh, but we don't know when the actual one's going to take place now, one thing you can do if you're really interested in uh, the NBA draft lottery, for anyone that's not aware of this, and this is how a lot of people have done their mock drafts or their bi big board type things, but if you go on to tankathon.com, that's right, tankathon.com, you can actually go to mock on their website, and then you can send the lottery. So like I said, we have the best odds at the number one pick tied with the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, right now, they have us selecting LaMelo Ball if we were to pick you know, right as that third spot where we're slotted. Let's do a sim of the lottery and take a look. And it has us, no surprise, dropping to five, taking Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin, a pick, of course, that uh, here on this show, and uh, I think a lot of Wolves fans would agree, he just doesn't make any sense. Uh, a player that doesn't play any defense. At least he doesn't make any sense at the, t at the fifth pick. Obviously, power forward is a bit of a, a need for the Wolves, just depending on how you view a player like Juancho Her Hernan Gomez. But I'm just not... Uh, of the mindset that I want to take a guy like Obi Toppin that just really is a very incomplete player in my eyes. Um, speaking of the draft, we are jumping ahead to the draft here in the uh, next portion of the simulation of Vin Saunders and Denny Abdia. The streak continues, hopefully. Uh, let's take a look at the draft. We, have, again, have tons and tons of draft picks here, especially lottery picks, including the number one overall pick. Let's take a look. It says the best player available is a seven foot two center uh, 19 years of age and A minus overall. 7'2 uh, is great. Only a 7'2 wingspan, though. So uh, not exactly a great wingspan given his height. His name is Brooke Love. So And, and, and to be honest, it kind of looks like if Brooke Lopez and someone else had a child. So you're talking about Brooke Lopez and Kevin Love? I don't know. It's just very interesting to me. Let's take a look at some of his other statistics. So, again, this is Brooke Love, 7'2", a center, A minus overall. He is an A plus for potential. Coming right out of the high school. He might be too good to pass up, honestly. We don't necessarily – I don't think we need a center, but let's take a look. If we go over to team needs and we see uh, what the team actually has currently, is center one of the options? So we do have a decent uh, a center already that's uh, actually seven foot two as well, Lowell McDaniel, but he is not under contract right now, and he could be a guy we end up losing. It looks like – uh, the other center we have is uh, Todd Morrison, the guy that we've kind of uh, invested fully in. He is the one that has the eight-foot wingspan, so kind of the opposite of this guy. I think it's worth it to grab a center at this point because we have some uh, question marks at that spot. Bam, I think it's worth it. So at the number one pick, we take Brooke Love. Uh, he is out of high school. Let's see, they say uh, This is what they uh, say about him. Uh, oh, it went past it. So we missed that, unfortunately. But a very good player, obviously. By, it was pretty much unanimous that he was the number one pick 
take a look. Now we have the third pick in the draft, and we'll take a look and see. We have a number of trade offers that we could look at. So we've been offered the fifth pick and the first pick in round two for pick three. It's actually not bad. Uh, we've been offered the ninth pick and then a pick in the 30, 1936, 19, in the 2036 draft. And then we are offered we were offered uh, Paolo Garibaldi and a pick next year for Mattia Catanella and our pick, which is I mean that's not really great. We were offered so we're at three right now. We were offered the sixth pick and then a pretty good young power forward as well. Just so move back three spots, but we do have to give up one of our better small forward players. Uh, so that's probably not worth it. Uh, we were offered Sergey Titov and uh, let's see a pick next year in the first round for this one, and then that Mattia. Catanella. By the way, this Mattia Catanella, every single team seems to want him, so I think at this point we're not going to move on from him. I, I mean, if every other team wants him that's willing to make trades with us, I think it tells us a lot about how good he could potentially be. Uh, let's say the, the next best player it looks like is a player named BJ Reese. Uh, he's a B-plus overall, 21 years of age, 6'6", six six, a 7-foot wingspan, so that's not bad. Let's take a look at how they see him in terms of potential. So BJ Reese is an A-plus for potential. We actually have Three of the top uh, top players left are all A-plus potential, which is good to see. He's also this uh, – B.J. Reese is also an A-minus already for perimeter defense. A B-minus for three, which is not ideal, but a very good perimeter defender, good physicals. So that could be something we look at. Let's take a look at the team needs again to see the different positions we have. So we're very much set at point guard. We have Vince Saunders, by the way, is a 90 overall at this point, which is very cool to see. And we actually have some, some decent players behind him as well, but they're not under contract. So that could be something we look for. Let's see. Shooting guards. Oh, we're very, very much set at shooting guards. We want to avoid that position. We have Denny Dia at the small forward position. But after that, it's a lot of guys that are not under contract. So if we did want to go that route, small forward probably could make some sense, although you have a number of guys that you can look to re-sign. Uh, let's look at the power forward position. Power forward, we have, uh, we're completely set at power forward, and we're now set at center, I would say. So it actually makes a lot of sense to go after a guy that would be at that small forward position just to ensure that you have someone at that position given there's some question marks with who you're going to be able to re-sign. And again, this guy's got some pretty good size, just 21 years of age, which is good to see. The other option would be a guy that's one year younger, uh, a little taller, but the wingspan's not as good. That's a player named Clifton Tatum. Now, Clifton Tatum is a small forward shooting guard. B.J. Reese, same. They're both listed as small forwards shooting guards. Uh, the downside there, of course, is we don't need any shooting guards. But if their primary position is playing the three, I think that makes a lot of sense. Both those guys, I believe, are going to be A-plus potential. Let's take a look here. Um, yep, both are A-plus potential, although big differences in terms of the player type. Clifton Tatum is a very good three-point shooter. B.J. Reese is an okay three-point shooter to actually probably lean towards not great, uh, and he's a great perimeter defender. So that's the big difference there. Uh, where what are we looking at? In terms of schools, Arizona versus Kansas, uh, I would argue, um, oh man, it's tough because lately you've had some really good players coming out of Arizona. So both of those are probably uh, pretty good positions to look at. Perimeter defense, do we? what does that look like? What does our team look like in terms of the needs in specific needs in terms of a skill set, not just looking at player position. So if we go over to our uh, perimeter defense, and let's sort by that, and we have uh, a number. Of, I mean, Timmy Rice is a wing prospect. We have uh, Ianku, Paunescu, Denny Avdia, all those guys, very good perimeter defenders. 
How about uh, shooting? Can we sort? So the way this team needs screen is set up, unfortunately, it doesn't let you, it doesn't look like it lets you actually do anything with shooting. So you can't actually look at that portion of, you can look at mid-range shooting, but you can't look at three-point shooting. We have very good mid-range shooters. We have good inside game players. We don't have a look, unfortunately, with, oh, here we go. So if we go to three-point shooting, there's a way to look at it via detailed view. Uh, so for anyone that's looking at that. And we have a number of players that are 99 overall for three-point shooting. I mean, like literally almost every one of our players is a 90 overall or better. So at that point, I don't think we need to worry too much about the three-point shooting. And we probably want to grab the guy that's got the size and he's got the defense. So there we go. We'll grab him and B.J. Reese. And he can get better at three-point shooting. But if you can get a guy that's already going to be a solid perimeter defender, I think that's pretty good. And actually, I had his size wrong. He is six foot eight. Uh, I thought that said six foot six. So six foot eight with a seven foot wingspan. Uh, to me, that's a no brainer. He's, he's slightly older, but I still think it's worth it. This is what they say about BJ Reese, a fan favorite at Kansas for his relentless willingness to sacrifice his body for loose balls. I expect Reese will instantly become a fan favorite to Timberwolves fans as well if he keeps it up. So that's pretty good to hear. Uh, definitely like that. We'll simulate to the next pick. We now have picks 10, 11, and 12. So we have all of those picks. We actually dropped a number of spots. Uh, in order to get those picks because we were higher up. We did have mostly top 10 picks. We have 23 offers for our uh, draft pick here. So we, uh, we have a number of things we could actually look to do. Uh, generally, what I look to do if I have a really high-end pick, I will look to trade it for t two future firsts. Now, the, the key you want to remember is it's, it's key to always try to grab picks from teams that are a little lower in the standings right now. It's not always tough to do. Well, not always easy to do uh, from the way they have the actual draft screen set up, uh, but you have a number of options. And generally, like if there's teams that are trying to make you take protections uh, for the picks, uh, generally that's kind of a red flag. Now the other thing is uh, the Orlando Magic always try to jump in here and go, hey, we'll give you two picks. But keep in mind, Orlando Magic, we've been playing you every single season in the finals, so why would I want to actually take you, uh, take your pick? Because obviously you're not gonna, it's not going to have a lot of value. So that's the other thing to keep in mind as well. So we'll make a couple trades here. Uh, we'll finish up this draft, and we'll come back at you at the start of the 34-35 season. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We are the Howl. Nothing But Net is your source for basketball. We are all basketball all the time. All right, here we are back at it again. Uh, we started. Uh, we actually jumped into a few games, and so far we are 5-0. and This team is good enough where I do think they could break the 12-0 and start record. Uh, we will see. But definitely think it's good enough where we could we could see this be the team that does it. Let's take a look at the roster. All right, so we have Vin Saunders and we have Conrad Walker at point guard. Both are 90 overall. Uh, the difference being, by the way, Conrad Walker is just 23 years old. You then have shooting guards Timmy Rice and Matt Howell. Timmy Rice is a 96. Matt Howell is an 86. Very cool to see there. Denny Abdia is, of course, our small forward, but he also plays. He's listed as a point guard as well. Then you have Luka Zagorik. Ianku Paunescu, Jimmy Nance, BJ Reese. So we have a lot of guys that play that power forward position, or sorry, small forward position, but some of them play power forward as well. Some of them play shooting guards. So you have lots of position flexibility. Power forwards, you have Paolo Banchero. You have uh, probably one of the best players on the team, and that is Willie Carter. Willie Carter, 22 years old, a 93 overall. He has a pulled right calf muscle, though, and he's going to be, uh, it looks like he's going to be uh, hurt for a bit. Uh, not out, though, it looks like. And then we also have Michael Dawson. Centers, we have Lowell McDaniel. We have Brooke Love. 
And then we have Todd Morrison. Todd Morrison, actually, uh, the computer decided to send him down to Iowa uh, to give him more minutes. We were able to sign him to a four-year deal for very minimum amount of money. He's making about uh, two and a half, or sorry, four and a half uh, million a year. But that eight-foot wingspan, he's still pretty young. We're hoping to build him up into something special. Uh, so again, five and zero oh as we uh, embark on the 2035 season. Uh, sorry, 2034, 2035 season. Uh, we'll jump ahead to the trade deadline here, and uh, much more to go over as far as the NBA is concerned. Uh, we talked about some of the stuff with uh, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, the t- by the way, where there that where that actual uh, headline came from for me was from a different headline. Teams are asking NBA if they can report directly to campus sites, and this goes back to what I talked about: how they really want to make sure that they actually quarantine uh, prior to actually entering into the bubble. Um, so we'll see what happens there. By the way, we did not even make it to twelve and zero as we lost our eleventh game. So we are eleven and one currently. Uh, But so here's the deal there. They say among marketplaces where governmental restrictions are keeping practice facilities shuttered, teams are asking the NBA whether players can bypass returns to those cities and report directly to the league's proposed campus environment for the start of training camps. That's one thing to keep in mind. Uh, Places have started to open. Uh, Minnesota has opened. That just happened uh, earlier or just recently last week. I know New Jersey, the, the Nets just opened their practice facility recently. So that's one thing to watch for. They talk about how most teams and regions still adhering to stay-at-home policies amid the coronavirus pandemic have an abundance of players who left their marketplace during the shutdown and would need to quarantine for an extended period, perhaps as many as 14 days prior to joining workouts and team facilities. Uh, Teams want to avoid having to quarantine significant portions of their roster twice, once upon returning to more restrictive markets and again at the bubble site. So there you go. That really sets the stage for what we talked about and that is the need to quarantine prior to going full bubble. And that's, that's going to be something to watch for. Uh, this simulation, by the way, is going as good as it gets. 17-2, 99% chemistry. Sorry, 18-2 and 97% chemistry. So we are absolutely dominating right now. This, this is probably, I think this is probably the best team we've ever assembled uh, here on the Howl. Definitely the best team we've ever assembled as far as pack prospects are concerned. At this point, it's pretty safe to say that nobody has any chance of beating Denny of Dia in terms of how, uh, how good or successful their career will be when we do this pack prospect simulation. I, I mean, it's really just not possible. There was a there was a moment where I thought maybe Edwards was going to beat him. He had three straight finals championships. Uh, so not only did he make it to three, but he won three. Uh, in that fourth season, though, he really dropped the ball. They did not do well. And so, uh, you know, that he's really dropped off, too. I would say probably, I think the next closest prospect would be, I think it's LaMelo Ball. And LaMelo Ball actually being probably my favorite prospect in this draft. I, I think him and Edwards are going to end up being very good players. And they're two of the players that probably have the highest ceiling and uh, pretty good floors as well. So if you get those players, uh, they're going to be able to make an immediate impact on your team. You look at LaMelo Ball, for example, and he's going to be able to uh, you know, jump out there with his ball handling, with his passing abilities, uh, lots to like about that. Obviously, some work to be done on his jump shot, but still a lot to like about his team or uh, his skill set on any team. I think he can make an impact immediately. We are now hitting about mid-January. We are 30-7 and seven with 92% chemistry. So uh, we did actually have uh, four losses over the span of four weeks. 
uh, which I know that doesn't seem like much, but it did drop the chemistry just a little bit. So we'll watch that going forward. We're about two, three weeks away from the trade deadline. We are 34 and seven. So this is a team that I think has a great chance not only to make the, the finals, but probably win another championship uh, at this point. I'd be shocked if it didn't happen. We are now into the year 2035. Uh, Denny of D obviously is getting up there in age. Uh, he's pr probably only going to play a few more years, and uh, that's what we'll we'll see how that works out. Vin Saunders, of course, uh, also starting to uh, uh, d not get up there in age. He's not even 30. He's 28 years old, but a uh, very good career so far for him as well. So I think the Saunders family would be very proud, whether he is related or not in this scenario. Uh, it's nice to see someone with your last name who also went to the Gophers succeed with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that's cool to see. 40 wins we just hit as we are nearing the end of January. We've had a number of trade offers jump on our laps, but nothing really jumps off the page. And given how well we're playing, there's just no reason to rock the boat. You just can't take the chance of making any sort of trade that's going to disrupt your chemistry, disrupt how well the team is playing. Uh, at the trade deadline, we will take a look and see how the team is doing in terms of health. Uh, it's possible we're missing some players due to injury, but given the record, I don't think so. But we have such depth, we can, be we can afford to be losing players and still win games. Um, All-star captains have been announced. Let's take a look and see who from our team ends up making it. So starters, Denny Avdia is a starter yet again. He is now a 10-time All-star. So obviously that is a guy that's making the Hall of Fame, no questions asked. Very, very solid player. Let's take a look at the other team. So it's Team, uh, team Chris Lockett and Team Chandler Wilson. Uh, Team Chandler Wilson, by the way, has got Bronny James, Shakir O'Neal, Amoni Bates, and our guy, actually, Timmy Rice, ends up making it, which is cool to see. So it looks like that's it. So we do have two players from our team make the All-Star game. Denny is one of them. We have not seen a Vin Saunders sighting yet. That would be interesting. I wonder if that's one of the next things we'll get. Maybe he finds a way to make it into the All-Star game. It's tough, though. A 90 overall, when you get this late into um, simulations, 90 overall is just not that great. Uh, and we've seen that on our own team as Vin Saunders is maybe the fifth or sixth best player. So that makes it pretty tough uh, for him to be able to make any sort of all-star appearance. Uh, we are hitting the trade deadline now, taking a look at the contract extensions page. It looks like Denny of Dia. So Denny of Dia, by the way, is 34 at this stage, and he is willing to sign a three-year extension. Uh, looking at the rest of the squad, uh, Paolo Banchero, he is 31 years of age. Uh, he is willing to sign a deal. He's actually under contract for two more seasons. And he's already 31. We're probably not going to look to re-sign him. Uh, Matt Howell, our backup shooting guard, he's willing to re-sign. The issue we run into with him is he wants $32 million a year. Uh, I'm going to give him the extension just because we give it to him now, and then he is going to be able to be uh, trade bait. Uh, and actually, Paolo Banchero, even though he's getting up there in age, we are going to re-sign him as well, or at least sign him to an extension uh, to take a look at his career and again that gives you flexibility in terms of in terms of being able to trade these players so here we go we are going to pass the trade deadline as we pass the trade deadline we are 45 and 7 now 98 percent chemistry this team is absolutely dominating let's take a look at is there anyone else that's close to us in terms of standings as well as the injury report so injury report we take a look at that we are missing Paolo Banchero who's out one to two weeks oh, sorry he's just hurt he's not out uh, he, is, he has, let's see, a pulled right calf muscle. And then Conrad Walker, our backup point guard, he is out one to two weeks with back spasms. So, or sorry, hurt. 
So nobody's out. We're very fortunate so far. Let's take a look at the standings. All right, so league standings in the Western Conference. We are 11 games above the next closest team. So we're 46-7. and seven. The next closest team is the Spurs at 35-18. and 18. And in the East, let's see if we can take a look there. I'm curious if anyone in the East is able to uh, – nope, we're 10 games above the next closest team in the East. So we are hands down the best team in the league. It's not even close as we uh, continue this 2034-2035 season. Um, so, you know, in terms of the NBA, they're now talking about it looks like somewhere around July 15th uh, is when they're going to be probably starting things back up. And they're also talking about end of January or sorry, end of June, I believe, is when they're going to have training camps and players starting to kind of uh, come in. We've known for a while that the teams would probably need or the players specifically probably need about a month uh, to, you know, really ramp things up, get back into game shape. That's going to be something to watch for. Uh, the team has struggled. Uh, our Wolves here have struggled a bit, uh, specifically on Thursdays, it looks like. We've been losing. We've lost like three straight Thursdays in a row. Uh, a number of losses now just in these last few weeks, but still sitting at 53-10. and 10. We are in the, into the 80s now for team chemistry, which is a little surprising. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, we are going to do one more simulation of the tankathon.com lottery. Let's take a look here as we go to mock draft. Sim the lottery, and the Wolves win the they win the lottery here. They're pretty cool. Uh, it'll be nice to see. And uh, that would be Anthony Edwards is who they have us taking. Would not shock me if he was the pick. LaMelo Ball is another player that makes a lot of sense. They're going to have a number of options if they do have that number one overall pick. Obviously, the big difference this year, as opposed to last year or years prior, is that you don't have a surefire guy. There's not this one player everyone says, this is the guy we're going to take if we get that number one pick. I think it's going to vary team to team, and it's going to probably uh, depend on team needs. But I think my money would be on probably Edwards or Ball being the selections. I know some people are super high on James Wiseman. I personally am not. I just don't understand the love for him. He's a player that has uh, you know a lot of flaws. Uh, do I think he could be a player, if you get him at the right spot, he could be a great value? Of course. I just have lots of question marks about his decision-making. Um, if you watch his games, um, whether it's um, college, whether it's the games that he played, um, obviously, uh, in high school, uh, you know, there's, there's just some things that jump out to me that are a little questionable. And so he's not a guy I would consider at one. Plus, in my eyes at least, and I know uh, there's a lot of experts out there that feel the center position is very similar to that of the running back position in the NFL. It's just one of those things that it just does not get picked up uh, as much as you're used to seeing. Uh, here we go. Superlatives. We finished the season 69 and 13, 98% chemistry. Chandler Wilson is your MVP. Rookie of the year is Luigi Mancini with the Philadelphia 76ers. Sixth man of the year is Rayvon Griffin. I'm kind of surprised we don't have a sixth man of the year, given how deep our team is, but maybe it's because it's tough for one single player to make a giant impact. Uh, Jazar Jackson is your Defensive Player of the Year. Most improved is Peter Baxter. And, of course, Coach of the Year is none other than Ryan Saunders. Very cool to see. We are the number one overall seed, of course. Do we have anyone making all NBA teams? Denny Avdia does it again. He's made it a number of times. By the way, you know what his contract is at right now? He is so good. His contract number is five years, $245 million. That is not a joke. 
We are talking a quarter of a billion dollars is what that guy's making on this contract. And that's not even including the money he already made. So it's a different it's a different NBA. He is also all defensive first team. So let that sink in just how good Denny Adia is. Let's take a look. We are the number one overall seed. We are taking on the Denver Nuggets in round number one. They are the eighth seed, of course. Uh, 1-0, we are up early on. 2-0, moving back to Denver. 3-0, we are up, and we are going for the sweep, hopefully, and the sweep we shall get. We are moving on up, and we are taking on, it looks like, the Houston Rockets uh, in round number two. They are the five seed. Let's take a look at how they match up to us. 1-0, we are up. 2-0. 3-0, going for the sweep, and we do not get it. The Rockets do steal one game. We move on to the Western Conference Finals, taking on the six-seed Los Angeles Clippers. Across the way, the one and the two-seed are still going strong in the East. Uh, two games to one, we are up 2-2, 3-2, and 4-2, we do take it. A little bit of a scare there for the Clippers uh, with us, but we, we end up making it strong. Let's look at the Wolves. Who was able to make an impact? How about this? Uh, not a lot of points for him, but 13 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, a block, 0 turnovers. And that's for Denny of Dia. Vin Saunders, uh, Mr. Assist. He gets tons of assists. He had 11 assists. He had 0 turnovers, but 1 of 7 from the field. Not going to get the job done there, but overall the team does get the job done as we move on to the championship game. So the streak is still alive. Denny of Dia makes it to another finals. We are down 1-0, though. We are down 2-1, 3-1, 3-2, 3-3, and we do come back and win it. That I was a little shaken when we went down 3-1, given how good this team has been, but we do end up beating the, wow, finals MVPs, Willie Carter at 22 years old. That's how good this draft pick is. Whew, we did a good job getting him. We do end up taking out the Washington Wizards, led by Zaire Wade and Nico Mannion on that team, too. Another interesting prospect to watch for in this 2020 draft class. All right, we're going to jump ahead now. We move on to the 2035-2036 season. We are in the offseason to start it off. Taking a look here at uh, league meetings, we haven't checked much on this. Nothing's really changed. Uh, this time they try to change the time. The offense is given to advance the ball to the front court to six seconds. Uh, we are going to just reject that. We don't want to any, make any weird changes to the league. Let's keep it going. And we ha really haven't been doing that in any of these pack prospect uh, matchups. Uh, so we jump to the draft lottery. Let's see. Do I think we should have a few picks in the draft lottery. We have – we do. We have a few picks in the draft lottery. Let's take a look. We won't skip it. We'll actually go through here and uh, see how this works. So we the 14th pick would be, the, would be us, and we do stay at 14. They say this will be our eighth lottery selection since 2028. Not because we're not playing well. We're making the finals every year. It's all about taking advantage of when aging players get to a point where you can replace them. you got to move on from them and get top value. Uh, 13th pick is the Pistons. So we are coming up here uh, at pick number 12. We have a 3% chance of moving up. And we, d I think we just moved up. This, Yep, the Timberwolves have moved into the top seven. Uh, very cool to see. So we are going to have a top seven pick once again. We don't really have a lot of needs at this point, but we're definitely going to take it. We're not going to complain about that. Uh, it looks like the Suns have also moved into the top seven. They were slotted to be at pick number 11. Pick 10 is supposed to be the Kings, and the Kings have moved up as well. Uh, the 10th pick ends up going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So 
uh, the top seven has really uh, taken, a, taken a foot. At some point, we obviously let them change the format of the lottery to top seven. And, and man, every, it seems like every single team is moving up. Here we are at pick number eight, and that is going to the Toronto Raptors at pick number eight. Here we go, pick number seven. And uh, the best odds for pick seven is going to be the Portland Trailblazers, and it is the Kings. So there you go. We are top six now, uh, and we should have pretty good odds. Uh, pick number six, best odds are the Blazers, and it is the Blazers. So we are top five pick at this point. Uh, it looks like uh, they predict the Hawks to get the fifth pick. It is the Suns. So the Suns do drop out. This is their 23rd lottery selection all time. Pick number four, they say it's likely going to go to the Hawks, and it goes to the Spurs. So we are top three. That is unless we have it's pick protected. If it's pick protected, I worry that we lose it. Pick number three goes to the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, this will be their 13th lottery selection all time. It all comes down to the Hawks and the Timberwolves, it says. Here we go at pick number two, and it is... Ah, it is us. It is the Timberwolves. We do not get the top pick, but who's complaining? We jumped a ton of spots. We were sitting at, what, pick 12 or pick 11 and moved up to pick number two. Uh, no one's going to complain about that. They say, no stranger to this spot. This will be the fourth time the Hawks have had the number one pick in the draft. Uh, so there you go. There you have it. We are the number two pick. We do have some other later picks. Um but nothing else uh, you know, to really brag about too much. We're going to go through the rest of the offseason, and we'll come back at you at the start of the 2035-2036 season. Remember, this is the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. All basketball, all the time, and we are the Howl, your source for Timberwolves basketball. And so we are jumping back into the 2035-2036 season now. That's where we're starting. Let's take a look at the roster. I think we've got a pretty, pretty fantastic roster here. Uh, how about this? Let's just go over some of the um, top to bottom. We'll go with overalls. So we have uh, shooting guard Timmy Rice is a 95. Denny Avdia is a 94. Paolo Banchero, 94. Willie Carter, 94. You have uh, Luca Zagorak, 92. You have Conrad Walker is a 91. Vin Saunders is a 91. Uh, Ianku Paunescu is a 91. That's so that's now we get into guys that are in the 80s. That's just all guys in the 90s right there. It's pretty incredible. We have shooting guard Matt Howell is an 87. We also have Jimmy Nance, who is a, a forward, so the three or the four, an 87. 87 overall, Lowell McDaniel is a center power forward. 84 overall, Brooke Love, that's that number one overall pick we got a couple years ago. Then you have B.J. Reese, he's an 81 overall. I mean, look at that. We have almost, I mean, almost our entire team is a minimum of 80. You have uh, a couple guys. We have our uh, Todd Morrison. He's that guy with the eight-foot wingspan, 74 five overall but he's improving and then we have a rookie Ethan Moreland who's a 77 overall but I mean pretty impressive and then we did actually make a cool trade for the player that was actually considered the number one overall player or best player available but he was a European stash and so um, the teams passed on him we actually got him at the 14th pick uh, pretty incredible uh, we've we've really done a good job of mastering the, this roster right here with a uh, you know led by Denny of Dia of course so here we are in 2035. I think we're going to have a pretty good shot at, I would say, I'd be pretty surprised if we didn't win the NBA Finals. Uh, definitely going to keep the streak alive, although we lose game number one, <laughs> which is pretty ridiculous, and game number two. So uh, very interesting there that we uh, start the season 0-2 when 
when we have like what eight or nine guys that are in the 90s uh pretty incredible but i think that i'll say this even though i don't agree when that stuff happens in 2k that's one of those things about the nba is you just never know what's going to happen on any night although a four and three start is pretty ridiculous so we're going to come back at the trade deadline and take a look at how the team's doing and go from there and hopefully the team is willing to uh or able to uh, overcome this pretty slow start uh, the only thing i want to check is do we have like a crazy injury list I, that seems unlikely but and in fact we do have a crazy injury list we have vin saunders ianku paunescu and denny of dia are all hurt uh, vin saunders by the way is actually out uh, so luckily we do have some depth at that point guard position but uh, denny of dia being hurt and uh, ianku paunescu so th three of our 90 overall or 90 plus overall players are are hurt right now so i think that Obviously plays a role, uh, but still, very talented team. So obviously, for my money anyways, I think we make uh, the play. Nothing's going to change. We're still going to be phenomenal, and we'll go from there. Jumping ahead now to the trade deadline, and we'll see how the team is doing. Denny Avdia is now an 11-time All-Star, as he does make the list yet again. We are just a couple days before the actual, train, uh, actual trading deadline. Taking a look at contract extensions, we have nobody on the list. Nobody is available for a contract extension. With that in mind, we can actually just simulate through the end of the season. Team is sitting at a pretty healthy 37 and 12. So after that, a uh, little bit of a slow start. We've been much, much better uh, here on in. So a lot to like about what the team has been able to do. And obviously, a lot of that's probably because we're uh, healthier at this point. Uh, having uh, some pretty major injuries to start off the season definitely was a little bit of a buzzkill. And we're heading in the right direction now, which is good to see. Hopefully, that means that this team is heading to the finals and going for another championship. All right, the season comes to a close, and we're looking pretty solid. 64-18 and 18 is our record. Let's take a look at the superlatives. MVP is Cameron Barnes of the Pacers. Leonard Smith is your Rookie of the Year. Kirk Humphreys is the Sixth Man of the Year with Milwaukee. Defensive Player of the Year is Jazar Jackson. Most Improved is Stacey Rogers. And Coach of the Year is no shock, Ryan Saunders. Yet again, absolutely dominating. Let's take a look at the All-NBA teams. I don't know if we're going to have anyone on this list because uh, our team is so deep. And, in fact, we do not. All-defensive, Denny Dia makes it again. Uh, has been absolutely dominant in that aspect of his career. Very cool to see. And we don't have anyone that would really qualify rookie-wise. We are the number one overall seed, and we are taking on the eight-seed Kings. And let's take a look at how this team does. We're up 1-0. Make that 2-0. Can we maybe go for the sweep? 3-0. And we've done it. 4-0. First team to move on. Uh, looking like a, we're going to, wow, the Game 7 and the Pelicans do move on. there. So we're taking on the four-seed Pelicans here in round number two. Let's take a look how the team does here. Wow, we're down 0-1, 0-2. We uh, fight back 1-2. We are down three games to one. I got to pause here for a second. It is looking like the finals streak is going to be over, which is absolutely shocking to me. Uh, I did not see this coming, especially given this is probably the best team we've had throughout any of these simulations. This is crazy. Uh, and we're getting blown out in these games, too. Let's, uh, let's take a look here at uh, I, is someone injured. There's got to be something wrong because that's surprising to me. We are missing, uh, yep, two of our best players are out, Vin Saunders and Luka Zagorak. Luka Zagorak has a broken leg, 
Vin Saunders with a sprained right knee. So two of our best players are out, but my goodness, this is still surprising. Here we go. Game at number five. Let's simulate game number five. All right, we took game five. We still got a shot here. Can we take it to game number uh, number seven? We got to win game number six, obviously. And here we – let's see. Can we – I guess we got to simulate the round. Can we maybe get one uh, – I'm trying to see if there's a way to let us simulate. Uh, we can simulate just the single game. Here we go. Going game seven. It is coming down to the last game. This is crazy. Can can we do it? I, I, I don't know. We're still missing. Uh, we're still missing some players. They are not going to be here. I don't think they're going to be making it for any of these playoff appear playoff games here the rest of the way. Game number seven. So it's game seven. This will be taking place in Minnesota. Here we go. Simulating the game, and we move on somehow. We we came back from a three-one deficit. I would say Denny of D has done it all now. Uh, now he's come back from a three-one deficit. We might have done that uh, earlier in one of the seasons. I just don't recall for sure. But wow. So here we are, Western Conference Finals. We are taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder, the two seed. By the way, over in the East, it is the seven seed and the five seed in the in the finals. Uh, so that's pretty crazy. Here we go. Let's uh, take a look in the Western Conference Finals. 1-0, we're up. 2-0, we're up. 2-1, uh, 3-1, we're up. And 4-1, and just like that, Denny Dia has done it again. Missing two of his best players this time even. Makes it to the NBA Finals. Let's take a look. We're taking on the fifth seed Celtics. I mean, come on. You got to win this series. 1-1. One, one. It's tied early on. 2-1, 3-1, and 4-1. The Wolves take it. And Paolo Banchero is your finals MVP. I was kind of hoping to see a Denny, a Denny setting it again, uh, but it was not meant to be, unfortunately, in this case. But still, 4-1, another championship. Denny is doing it all. So impressive. I don't know how much longer he's going to last, by the way. I do. He's 34 years of age. It's got to be close to him retiring, I would guess. But I don't know. So, you know obviously, there's some NBA players that played, uh, you know, 38, 39, 40. We'll see uh, if he's part of. Let's take a look. Is he going to be part of Carl? By the way, Carl Anthony Towns just retired. He played to the age of 40. Let's see. I'm kind of curious if they. Uh, they don't show a whole lot, I guess, of what uh, uh, what he went through in terms of uh, salary, that sort of thing. Let's take a look. Uh, do we have anyone that is retired? I mean, the only guy that would really probably have the opportunity to retire would be Denny Dia. Everyone else is quite a bit younger. We might have one other guy that's in the in their 30s, but for the most part, I mean, that's kind of where you're at. Let's take a look here at the league meetings. Uh, does anything get approved? Uh, they do try to approve a couple things, including a uh, draft lottery change. We're going to reject all those changes and just kind of keep things status quo. And then we jump to the draft lottery. I don't know if we have any picks in this lottery. Uh, that's going to be the interesting thing. And uh, we do. We actually have a chance at uh, a couple picks in the first. And we end up uh, having the third pick and the ninth pick. Uh, so we actually dropped quite a bit. We had the odds. So our best, we had the best odds of the three pick and the four pick. And one of those spots moved all the way down to nine. So that's some bad luck right there. But maybe we can move up. It kind of depends on who's available in this draft, uh, if there's any players that we kind of want to target. We'll take a look, and we're going to jump ahead, though, to the start of the 2036-2037 season and go from there. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing in That Channel. We are all basketball all the time, and this is your Timberwolves-centric radio show, The Howl.
All right, so we made a number of moves to set up what I think is a, still a fantastic roster and just maybe fine-tune things a little bit in terms of uh, youth as well as we had too many players, actually. And we didn't even draft anybody, and we still had too many players just given our overseas prospect that came over. So it made some of the decisions pretty easy. A number of trades, though, uh, put us where we're at. So starting off, we have Conrad Walker and, of course, Vin Saunders as our point guards. We have Timmy Rice and Brian Oliver. Brian Oliver is a... Uh, maybe he might be a rookie. I'm not sure. A young player, though, that we traded for that's pretty good. We then have small forwards, Denny Dia, of course, Luka Zagorak, Ianku Paunescu, Jimmy Nance, and Ethan Moreland, Pablo Banchero, Willie Carter, and Nando Oliverio is our uh, our power forwards, as well as a two-way player, jo Johan Sundin. And then we have Lowell McDaniel, Brooke Love, Todd Morrison, obviously that's the player that we're uh, you know trying to build up. Although at this point he's 25 years old, uh, still just a 78. I shouldn't say still; he's up to a 78 now. But he was in the 60s uh, when we drafted him, and he was already a, a little bit older. So you know we're seeing him kind of take shape, which is cool. And by the way, A plus for rebounding, which is cool to see. He's now up to an A minus for potential, and he's an A plus for inside defense. So there's definitely some things where you see in his game and you go, all right, this could work out pretty good. And then Earl Ellis is our two-way prospect. So we're going to jump right into this season. We're not really going to do anything in between. We're just going to come back at you at the end of the season. We're trying to get as many seasons in as we can before the end of this week's show, possibly even finishing up Denny of Dia's career. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. We are the Howl. All right, so 65 and 17 is the record we finished with. Very solid, obviously. We have uh, Superlative's MVP is Cameron Barnes again. Dane Stokes is your Rookie of the Year. Sixth Man of the Year is Liviu Imanescu. Defensive Player of the Year is Jazar Jackson again. We have Most Improved Players, Wade Cook. And your Coach of the Year, no surprise, is our guy, Ryan Saunders. Taking a look at the All-NBA teams, uh, nobody makes that list, unfortunately. And our guy, uh, Denny of Dia, does not make the All-Defensive team this time. Uh, which is unfortunate, but still we are the number one overall seed again. Here we go, taking on the Houston Rockets. 1-0, we are up. 2-0, so, so far so good. 3-0, going for that sweep. And boom, sweep, first team to move on. We are in to round number two. A lot of the other series uh, seem to go to seven games. We're taking on the five-seed Los Angeles Clippers here in the second round. 1-0, we are up. 2-0. 3-0, going for that sweep yet again. And boom, just like that, 4-0, we are going to the Western Conference Finals. Taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, we were pretty successful against them last season. And so far, so good. 2-0, 3-0, and 4-0. We are now undefeated so far in the playoffs. And we have still not missed a single NBA Finals in the career of Denny of Dia. So very cool to see. Let's take a look. What are we going to do? 1-0, we are up. 2-0, 3-0. And there it is, undefeated. So Denny has done something now again uh, that uh, he had not done yet. Y you wouldn't think he could add to all the accolades, but now he has gone undefeated in the playoffs. Willie Carter is your MVP. I was kind of hoping it'd be Denny of Dia, but he's a little bit on the downswing at this point, being 35 years of age. Not too surprising. Let's take a look at player retirements. Is he going to be a retirement? Are we going to see more Denny of Dia, or is he going to decide to, uh, you know, Lace him up, and here we go. It looks like he's going to stay in. He's not retired, which is cool to see. 
Uh, so we are going to uh, jump ahead through this next uh, offseason, come at you at the beginning of the 2038 season, and go through that one. Hopefully the season and the streak continues. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are The Howl, your source for all things Timberwolves. All right, so Denny Avdia is still playing, although he is on the end, tail end of his career. He is an 88 overall, age 36. We do have him under contract for two more seasons. Is he going to make it that long? Is he going to play to 38, 39? I guess we'll see. When you win as many championships as he does, you'd think you'd want to kind of keep this thing uh, going as long as possible. Uh, but time will tell on that. Let's take a look at the roster right now. So we made a, a few changes, but for the most part, it's pretty intact. We have Conrad Walker and Vin Saunders as our point guards. Timmy Rice, Brian Oliver, and Jared Robbins as our shooting guards. Small forwards, Luka Zagorek, Ianku Paunescu, Jimmy Nance, Denny Avdia, and Ethan Moreland. And then we actually got Dana Williams and Theo Nixon as our two-way prospects. Willie Carter and Paolo Banchero are our power forwards. And centers, we have Brooke Love, Lau McDaniel, and, of course, Mr. 8-Foot Wingspan, Todd Morrison. That is the roster. That's what we're working with. We jump ahead to the end of the season, and let's see if we can keep this gravy train rolling. Another finals win, or at least a finals appearance. So Chandler Wilson uh, is your MVP as the season comes to a close. It's not the same guy that's been winning it the last few years, but also another Indiana Pacer. So obviously the Pacers got a pretty good team, and yet here we are winning championships every year. Uh, we are 70 and 12, by the way. That is a stellar record. I think it might be the best record we've seen in the Denny of Dia era. Floyd Fletcher is your rookie of the year. Malcolm Sutton is your sixth man. And Cameron Barnes is your defensive player of the year. He's the pacer, the guy that actually had been winning MVP. So we're talking two MVP quality players on the pacers. And yet, I'm not seeing them win championships. Most improved is Dick Malone. And then we have coach of the year. No shock is our guy. Ryan Saunders. Let's see if anyone makes the All-NBA team. I'll be surprised if they do. Uh, they do not, and no All-Defensive either, and we wouldn't have any rookies play enough. And we are the number one overall seed. Here we go, taking on the eight-seed Sacramento Kings. We are up 1-0, 2-0. It's looking like maybe we're going for another sweep in the first-round series. Ooh, they do take one. Three games to one. Three games to two as the Kings are looking to fight back. But we do win it four games to two. We are moving on. We are taking on the Portland Trailblazers in the second round. Let's see here. What are we doing? 1-0, 2-0. We are up looking for that sweep again. 3-0 and 4-0 sweep moving on to the Western Conference Finals. By the way, the Indiana Pacers, we talked about how good a team they are in this simulation. They are the number one seed in the East, and they have gone to the West or Eastern Conference Finals. And actually, it's us taking on the six-seed Pelicans. They're taking on the six-seed as well in the Detroit Pistons. Here we go. Taking on the Pelicans. 1-0, we are up. 2-0, 3-0, and 4-0, we move on. And how about this? The Pacers lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. How about that? We're taking on the six-seed Pistons in the championship. I'll be shocked if we lose this. We're down two games to one, though. Holy crap. 3-2, 3-3. Whew. That was a barn burner. We do end up pulling it off, though. Wow, these Pistons team, they put up a fight. And we have another new Finals MVP for this squad, and that is Brooke Love wins Finals MVP. Very, very fantastic and another championship. By the way, Denny Avdia just signed another contract extension. Is he going to play for a while? Very interesting to see. Let's take a look here as we hit the offseason. Does he retire? 
I, I mean, I guess if you're going to re-sign that contract. Oh, and he, he signs a big contract extension, but that doesn't matter. He actually, you know what his contract is right now? Four years, $175 million. He is going to walk away from that after all those championships. That's it. He has decided he is done after 17 years and one of the greatest, I mean, honestly, one of the greatest careers in basketball history. Uh, he has retired an 89 overall. Uh, by the way, they list him as a two-way scoring machine, rebounding, mid-range scoring, and inside scoring. Uh, very interesting there, but just phenomenal. I mean, legitimately, let's look at let's look at his career and what this ended up stacking up to be. All right, so he was MVP in 2029, NBA champion in 22, 23, 25, 26, 28. 29 and then 30 31 35 36 37 38 so he ends his career on a four peat and how many championships is that 12 very impressive uh, again 2029 he was mvp first team all nba in 2029 as well he was second team all nba four consecutive seasons so 25 26 27 and 28 he was also third team all nba in 23 32 and 35 how about all defense? That's right. He was first team all defense three times, so 32, 34, and 35. He was second team all defense in 26, 28, 31, and 36. I mean, just phenomenal. And he was first team all rookie, of course. No shock. And that was in 2021. Absolutely phenomenal. One of the greatest careers we've ever seen, not only in basketball, but 100% with the Timberwolves. And that is it there you have it we wondered when the denny abdia career would end and it ends at age 36 i gotta say or sorry at the age of 37 i gotta say i think he went out too soon we're looking at a barry sanders type deal in this day and age and considering how deep this team was i think we could have uh we could have won another championship in fact guess what we're gonna do we are gonna override that player's decision and we are going to keep him going, and we will come back at you actually at the end of next season, and we'll see if we can sneak out another championship. All right, so after we overrode Denny's, Denny's decision to retire, we had him play one last, so his 18th season, and it went just as good as you could have hoped. Uh, 38 years of age, by the way, 71-11 and 11 was the final record, so just absolutely dominated finished the season uh, on such a high note and we did end up winning the championship so another finals appearance and another championship for Denny of Dia and that's as good as it gets and that is the end of his storied career with the Minnesota Timberwolves and that's going to do it for this week's pack prospect and that's going to be obviously the end of the Denny of Dia pack prospect uh, we're not going to go back to that, obviously. Maybe take a look at the Vin Saunders career, but probably not. I think this is really where we're going to move on. Lots of other prospects to look at and uh, lots of time to do it as we're still sitting here with no sports as of yet. Uh, so time will tell on that. Uh, you've been listening to The Howl. This is Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. The Howl can be heard on Dash Radio Wednesdays from 2 to 4 p.m. and Saturdays from 10 a.m to 12 p.m., and that is, of course, Central Standard Time, as we are here in Minnesota. Make sure you listen to the Nothing But Net channel. We have tons of basketball shows, all your favorite teams. We also have NBA draft coverage that we've been adding recently, so there's a lot to listen for. Again, 
Nothing but net. All basketball, all the time. If you miss any portion of our show, The Howl on Dash Radio, make sure you follow us, give us a like, and give us a review because you can listen to us anywhere great podcasts are found. That, of course, would be Spotify, Podient, Stitcher, iTunes, anywhere great podcasts are found. You can find The Howl. And that's going to do it for this week's edition. Until next week, let me get a howl.